for Berbatov again. And Rooney miscalculates. Manny. Rooney! It defies description. How about superb? An overhead kick here earlier this season by Dimitar Berbatov, which was good enough, but this surpasses it. It is absolutely spectacular. It's one. Okay, welcome to another episode of the MUFC podcast. Now, something a little bit different, which we're going to try and do, I don't know, every international break or every time we're sick of talking about United because it is dark times at the moment. So we're going to try and look at something a little bit more positive and look back on the career of some of our favourite players. Now, you've already downloaded the podcast or you've seen the title, so you know, obviously, who this podcast is about. Larry had first pick, favourite player, Mr. Wayne Rooney. Mate. The man, the legend. I think the greatest thing about Wayne Rooney has to be his hair transplant. Well, the reason we've got into this episode now, we're firstly going to do my favourite play, which should be the next topic. We'll get into that later. But there's developments last <laughs> night on Instagram and Twitter, which we want to take advantage of using the name Rooney. Um, your general thoughts on um, Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy's Twitter spat? Dana White, sign them up. It's got all the potential. Eddie Hearn should be all over it. I would pay to watch them fight. Jamie Vardy and Rooney or Colleen and Rebecca? Oh. Actually, Wayne Rooney, <laughs> that would be a good fight. You know what? I reckon Jamie Vardy, just looking at him, he looks like the kind of guy who'd bite you, doesn't he? Like, I reckon he'd get you in a dark alley and just take oh, you yeah. out of the oh, kidneys. Filthy, but Rooney, Rooney boxes. like Not well. Well, yeah. <laughs> he we all remember that video, don't we? Well, I think that's something we're going to do. We're going to look back just speaking of his boxing remember that boxing celebration oh brilliant so the idea of this podcast is we're just going to look back at pretty much the career so go through sort of highs lows favourite moments um, that is start a moment, to finish that is a moment that sort of sticks out um, recently yep. one of his highlights post Fergie but um, we will start from the top and we'll just go through maybe a few what he actually did at United in terms of his honours and statistics so have you got anything uh, on your phone there in terms of appearances, stats, trophies won. He won yeah. a lot. He won absolutely hey. everything. He, he, complete, he completed the set even with the Europa League. Magnificent. Magnificent footballer. Wayne Rooney, United's all-time highest goal scorer. 253 goals in 559 appearances. 98 yellow cards. Isn't that impressive? He should have got 100 at least. To fall that short is a bit disappointing, you think? For the type <laughs> of player he was, he might as well have just tried to... Yeah, only one straight red card. When you think about how Rooney played and the intensity he played with, trying to think that actually surprised me. I, I, I know a couple of reds. I remember the red early in his career. He clapped, sarcastically clapped the <laughs> Villarreal referee. But that was the second yellow, so I'm trying to yeah. think. Yeah, I, I can't think of the top of my straight head. Red. We'll have to come back to it. Maybe someone in the comments can pick it up. Um, Wayne Rooney won the lot. Five Premier League titles, one Champions League, one Europa League, one FA Cup. Um... I can't find League Cup, so forgive me, but no one really cares. He definitely won the League Cup. He scored the winner in one and... Actually, scored the, he scored two in one and the winner in another. He so would have won, two, won league two, cups. two League Cups. Yeah, under Mourinho. Actually, no, he would have won... Three? Three, Mourinho's. Mourinho's he won, won against Wigan, Aston Villa, and... God, here we are celebrating over the League Cup. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about the good times. I'm just going to say he won a Ballon d'Or in 2010, because for me, I don't know how he didn't get that. Who won it in 2010? Probably um, Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah, it was, oh, one. It, <laughs> it was definitely one of them. 
Um, yeah, well, Ronaldo would have left, so that's when Rooney sort of yeah, took, well, took over. Yeah, um, we'll bring it up as we get to it, but um, now, yeah, yeah, okay. I think well, before actually United people almost do forget he didn't come through the system. Of United is a big money signing. He did start at Everton. Um, now, his first goal for Everton was obviously that famous goal against Arsenal. Now, I personally do have a story, a personal story. That time, I was in Manchester at the time. I was going through, we were visiting someone's house for a barbecue or something, and obviously me being the young kid, I didn't want to go out into the backyard and deal with all the adults. So I was inside watching Sky Sports, and the way the TV and the commentary, everything erupted, this 16-year-old came on and scored against Arsenal. And for me at the time, it was United v Arsenal, so Arsenal losing was a massive story in itself, let alone this 16-year-old coming on to score and it was an unbelievable goal when you look back at it so that was my first memory of him um, he also then I remember before he made the, the move to United he did play at Old Trafford either once or twice uh, definitely once and he did make an impact both uh, sort of on the ball he was definitely a weapon for Everton but also a tackle in the dying minutes against Ronaldo do you remember it? Sort of, Ronaldo was time wasting in the corner yeah and Rooney um, came over and <laughs> I mean you know what's brilliant about that moment? It's because you're looking at it in, in hindsight. It was the it was the the youth, almost the youthful ignorance of Ronaldo versus the hothead that was Wayne Rooney. And the best thing about Wayne Rooney that you can mention throughout his career, when we when he went through dips, what would most United fans say? Especially in the you know, towards the end of Fergie's time, it was Rooney's best football is when he's angry and when he's motivated. And that showed you what we were about to get, which we obviously didn't know at the time. But well, funny, at, the, at the time when he did that, I hated Rooney because Ronaldo was the poster boy for myself and thinking, who's yeah. this guy coming over and trying to break his legs? Like, I hope Rooney sort of does nothing. He's yeah. stays at Everton. And as we'll see, it wasn't the first time those two... Yeah, no, definitely. Or the last time, I should say, that those two had an encounter together. Now, on to the actual move to United. We look back, it was almost what United were famous for at the time. It was, okay, who's the best British young talent? Let's go get them, sort of thing. And that was the case. There's a lot of So, pressure. Daniel James. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was, Title 21 is a bit of a stretch at the moment. But, um, yeah, so there was a lot of pressure on United to go and sign. Really, everyone expected it to happen. But he was injured at the time, and Everton didn't want to sell. The first... They reckon Newcastle had a bit, except Everton accepted a bit from Newcastle, but Rooney himself wanted to move to United. Who knows? Who knows exactly how it came down? But a lot of reports suggested that Rooney did hand a transfer request in to force the move through to United. And I've got here it was a 26 and a half million pound fee, which was the highest ever for a player under 20, obviously at the time. So I'm um, thinking, God, 25 million was breaking records back then, and now. No doubt. Now. Um, what does 25 million buy you now? A bag of popcorn and a yeah. cup of chocolate milk? Gives you a third choice right back, probably. Um, so, Ashley, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll get 25 pounds for him. But, um, yeah, look, looking back, okay, we're obviously going to go through his career. But 25 million, obviously money well spent looking back. But at the time, obviously we're a lot younger and we value money obviously a lot differently when we're kids to now. But at the time, looking back, do you think not way too much? or? Sort of, I mean... No, I don't. Mainly because I was 10 years old. But, <laughs> um, but at the time, you could still see that... The thing is, when you sign young players, you really got nothing to lose because he'll either have a resale value, now whether he ends up fulfilling his potential or not. If you take a loss on a young player, it's not going to be a great one, right? Because at the time, we're signing him as an 18-year-old. But then you've got the flip side when it goes well. 
boy, oh boy. I think, I think, I think not only on the field it went well, well, obviously went very well, but off the field as well, having that, the English number one. Yeah. Like he's, he's very close. That's why Newcastle was so interesting, because Newcastle at the time were, a, I would say, a big club, but they were sort of like that, I don't know, sort of Leicester and Wolves, the team almost on the verge of breaking into the top four. Yeah. And replacing Alan Shearer, he was almost that player. Okay, Alan Shearer is England's best, come to the end of his career, let's get the next England's best. So he's very... The, career could have been very different going to Newcastle. No doubt. And what the English media do, rightly or wrongly, I'd lean towards the latter, is when an English talent really shines young in their career, they put them straight under the limelight, like don't they? Rashford? Rashford, Rooney. It'll, um, it'll happen at Greenwood. Um, when when you show glimpses, Theo you're Walcott. the poster boy. There was Theo Walcott before that There Walcott. was Walcott. They put all their praise in you, but the second it doesn't happen they turn on you just as quickly I think that's why they put all the hopes on you so when it very likely in terms of if you're playing percentages will go wrong that they they've got their ammo to sort of pile yeah. in but what it did do is it made Rooney very valuable straight away um, so United regardless of if he ended up being the biggest flop would have made money out of his jersey sales alone yeah. now onto the pitch it took a while I feel, I feel why it must have been an injury I feel exactly why or maybe just wasn't fit but it took a while to get his debut and he had his Champions League debut against Fenerbahce, which he obviously went on to score a famous hat-trick. For me, though, looking back, the hat-trick wasn't the, the memorable bit that sticks out for me. Do you know what the memorable was for me? Tell me. You remember he ripped his shirt? He ripped the collar on his shirt. There was a big rip in the top of his shirt. Thinking oh, cool? all the other players have this perfect shirt. And he, before the game, apparently, felt it was a bit tight. So he said he's sort of fiddling with it. And he just ripped the top of the shirt, the old one where the Nike was in the top corner yeah, and yeah, the emblem was in the middle. For some reason, that sticks out ahead of the goals for me. I don't know why. Do you have a, an interest in how men dress? Oh, yeah, well, maybe the hairy chest. Or maybe it's fine if you do, oh, maybe, maybe caught a glimpse of his sort of chest, yeah. chest hair, young man. You know what? If, if I'm being serious for a moment, what I do like about... <clears throat> what I do like about that, per se... Like I referred to earlier, I loved I loved Rooney when I loved Rooney when he played on the edge. He was always good for getting booked, but when he was good for getting booked, he was just as good for getting you a goal. What um cause the, onto the actual goals on those because they're three quite well known goals. Those the hat trick against Benavides, the free kick. The free kick was brilliant. I thought, I thought the second goal, the way he just sort of dropped the shot, let the ball roll past. Yeah. And I mean, look, it's all brilliant. I mean, for me, a free kick is impressive at that age because you've got time to think. And when you're, a, when you're a kid, it's not like now. Now the, the kids think they're entitled. So when they come in, that's why they just perform from the well, get-go. There's a really good photo of that free kick. I, I have a feeling he's the only person on the left of the ball for his right-footed shot. And there was about five or six players all on the left-hand side watching him. But said, so, OK, he's going to take this, is he? He's going to put this into the top yeah. corner, which he did. I love the confidence he took the shot with, and I just love the temperament. Because you got to think, for such a high-energy player... You're, you're making your debut, like, let, let's break this down. You're making your debut at Old Trafford. There's 75,000 people screaming, wanting you to put the ball in the back of the net. Guts or glory. Has the temperament to keep his head and and curl it right into the net. Yeah, what a player. I've scored out, really. It was 6-2. It was 5-2, 6-2. I forget who scored the others. But um, now we'll move on to, after that, he... 
I forget if it was his Premier League, I think it was his Premier League debut, it was the game after, or either it was his first Premier League goal for United, what came in the 49 unbeaten match against Arsenal. Then Nistrov scored the first penalty with an unbelievable dive from Wayne Rooney. When diving was just starting to become a thing in the game, or starting to be publicly talked about as a thing. Do you remember the dive for the penalty? Go and look back at it. Oh my, unbelievable dive. Like, in terms of the way the referee was standing, okay, very clever, and the referee had no, had sort of no decision but to give the penalty, but a very bad dive against Sol Campbell. But I remember two minutes later, we uh, Paul Scholes got chopped down, it should have been a penalty, so it evened itself out. Yeah, but a last-minute goal, well, it was close to the last minute, a bit of a counter-attack. I think Alan Smith crossed it in for Rooney to tap home with Stratford End. You're challenging my youth, mate. Yeah, Scrambling. I, remember, I, remember I was that 10 like years old. Do you remember what you were doing when you were 10? I remember watching Ben Nistroy put the bells in. But um, I'm trying to think back. I think it was his first Premier League game. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, anything to add on his first, that first stint at United, the first year? No, I just I recall him being brought in and out, which I thought was the right thing. And I just want to use it as an opportunity. Well, to yeah, there, there were games where yeah, away to Everton, away to Liverpool, yeah, he didn't play. He didn't, and what I mean, it's an opportunity to just highlight now what Solskjaer is doing with Greenwood. When people say calling for him to constantly start, especially in a squad with no depth, it's just an opportunity for us to highlight as talented as Rooney was. It's very important that you manage young players. Because it, the physical demands that it requires to play at that higher intensity, week in, week out, is very demanding. So it was it was really good management by Fergie, especially for a player where the media hype around him was so high. If he constantly picked him, it'd be very easy for that player to start believing the hype. So I like how Fergie managed Rooney, particularly when we get towards the end of his career. You see, it could have been worse, really. Well, speaking of the hype... I think what obviously is the poster boy then is he couldn't get bigger than Wayne Rooney at the time but it went on to a new level Euro 2004 he scored four goals in four games good goals he was sort of almost led England to led England go to the semi-finals or quarter-finals against Portugal it was another run-in with Ronaldo um, Ronaldo I believe it was the semis i check that I forget I think it might have been quarter-final because I know it was Portugal and Greece in the final for God's sake yeah um yeah, but Wayne Rooney, could you imagine that? Who's the young player now? Um, could you imagine Mason Greenwood? Obviously, maybe a few years difference going to the Euros this season and scoring four goals. What, what would the reaction Unreal. to that? Well, like, this is, again, before a time, before social media and the way sort of everything sort of blows up and out of proportion. But how he would have dealt with that in terms of a stardom sort of effect. It was the quarterfinals. Quarter I stand corrected. Um, yeah, lost to Portugal on penalties. Actually, and he, did he break his foot in that game? He did. Um, he did. There's my memory, there's my age. But, um, yeah, could you imagine a young player now going and scoring 4-5 or being the player of the tournament at a yeah. at his age, he would have been 18, 19, etc. Let's take a moment now to think, is there another player that you can think of in recent time at 18 years of age who did what Rooney did and made the impact that Rooney I think, did? I think that's the thing. People sort of compare Ronaldo to Rooney, but also now a good comparison, I think, is what Mbappe, um, what's his name? Mbappe? Mbappe is doing. Yeah. Um, and yet, he unbelievable. Again, all applauded, rightly so. But Rooney at that age was on a different level. Not, not so much his ability. He's obviously great footballer. Yeah. But it was it was his whole package. It was everything he brought to the game. Aggression, intensity. Yeah. Like, yeah. In terms of ability, yes, ten times better player. Actually, he was very good. Very technically, very good player. But yeah, it was that whole package which made him who he was. You know, let's say the second moment, Tom. At the 
at the time United obviously had Rooney and Ronaldo same age when they both joined United who would you have said would have been the better player I have to say Rooney well Ronaldo again one of those players he's got more ability yeah with the package sort of put Rooney over over the top I mean if you talked about like technical ability I would have said yeah Ronaldo is definitely better but Rooney just had the ability to score goals at the time so yeah for me it was Rooney definitely was the more promising of the two it's funny how it's ended up isn't it unbelievable um just what you're saying there, we'll go we'll move on a little bit. I don't know how much of this is in actual chronological order. We're just sort of off the bat and just remembering as we go. But the goal which did sum him up was the volley against Newcastle. Where I remember watching it and yeah. I remember still watching now and being so angry and pissed off with him. I was thinking, get him off the pit. He's woeful. And then you can see Ferguson was ready to make the sub. Because I forget who was saying on the sub, but definitely ready to come on. The commentator said, and Rooney's number's up. He's about to come off. And Rooney was getting so frustrated. He's about to be sent off. And the ball just came and it was almost like it just he wasn't even shooting he was just kicking the ball away in frustration yeah but that goal just summed him up it wasn't a surprise that when that flew into the top corner football poetry um, I think when Wayne Rooney uh, you know what I'd love if we ever had the opportunity to interview the man I'd be honoured but should have him by this time next year I think. oh no doubt um, but honestly I'd, I'd love to know for him if you asked him what goal sums up your career what, what would he say because for me that goal was Wayne Rooney it had the anger, the intensity, but the accuracy. And uh, he was having a shocking game. Uh, a, <laughs> and the thing now. is, if you watch the clip in a bird's eye view, you can see him mouthing off to the referee. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ball just falls at him and he smacks it. Well, he doesn't celebrate it. You can tell he's, he's still sort of filthy yeah. with his performance or filthy with the think, referee. I don't even think he processed that the ball went in the back of the net when it happened. Because he didn't even, he wasn't asked to celebrate. Yeah. He just had the shits. I think it was a big goal. I think it was one all the time or nil all. I think it was, it was a go-ahead goal. Um, Is that his greatest strike of a ball? You if you to, look at his career, do you want to go into his best goal now? Why not? Say, say we'll go. We'll go best goal now. Are we got, we're just going to take away the city goal? Because oh. that that has to be it. it Does it? Everything the over the Manchester derby, winning the title. Um, yeah, but you know what? If you're talking about pure technical okay, ability, it, it came off his damn shin. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh no, yeah, there's definitely a case of technical, um, from the technical side of things, that there has been better goals. There's the goal he's sort of... The goal ready, from halfway against ready, West Ham? Yeah, West Ham, which is, again, maybe from a visual thing, maybe because it bounced yeah. um, sort of before the goal. Um, and the goalkeeper was, I don't know, doing his shoelace on halfway. Yeah. Um, what else was there? there was obviously the Newcastle goal, which we just talked about then. Um, obviously not his best, but the one which to break the record was um, the free kick. Yeah, that was that was a, that it was, was not a, an easy free kick either. But it was a weird one. No one really celebrated because the performance yeah. was so bad, and it only saved a point, not a victory. Yeah, um, it sort of wasn't celebrated in the same way. That was against Palace, from Stoke. memory. Stoke, Stoke, oh, Stoke, Stoke. Uh, free kick away at Stoke. Um, surely he's got more that we're not thinking of. Um, got big goals. Trying to think any of the Champions League. So he obviously scored in the Champions League final. Um, which yeah. obviously he gets forgotten Gets about. Barcelona, yeah. On the counter-attack. Definitely uh, call that. Arsenal, he would have had a few, didn't he? Did he score the... Barcelona against. Um, the... I think we were the black kit, Nani sort of ran through everyone. It was sort of more of a counter, counter-attacking team yeah. goal. Um, scored a few very good team goals, like on the ends of like, linking up play, etc. Scoring against Everton and putting his hands on... on yeah, his no, hands. definitely. Um... Now for me, it's the Newcastle goal. Newcastle. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking. 
just everything we've spoken about, if I talk about the intensity of Rooney, the youthful exuberance, you know what, that, that game as a whole just summed up Rooney. In many ways, Rooney was an enigma. He could go through games just doing nothing, and then he'd just come out with an absolute moment of brilliance to win your football match. Um, and I just love the... I just love that under that much anger I think anyone else puts that ball well into the stands <laughs> Rooney puts it in the back of the net for me it's the it's the Newcastle goal but no it's hard to argue for me the City goal just for the again yes it does come off his shin the no head kick yeah. um, the celebration for that was memorable yeah, pretty much a title decider yeah. I'm sure the people listening to this are thinking of 10 other goals that we've forgotten about yeah no doubt but um now speaking, we'll speak about the League Cup before and trying to celebrate it a little bit. Um, the League Cup was his first trophy where he scored twice against. It was in Cardiff. Um, he scored twice against Wigan in a four 0 win. I think Ronaldo and Saha might have scored, or Ronaldo and Ben Destroy. Um, Is there a side that United love pumping more than Wigan? Oh, well, well, Fulham. It'd be we good. Love if, smashing Fulham too. It'd be good if we had Wigan coming up in maybe three or four times this season, but we don't get that anymore. I reckon it'd still be an ill-all draw. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so his first trophy was a league cup where he did uh, score two goals in a final. Still at a young age, imagine a young player now scoring two goals in a final. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo also scored in that final as well. How old would Rooney have been at that point? 22? Um, 23? Early 20s, 21, 22. Yeah. So maybe, probably 20, 21, maybe. Um, wow. I forget what age he actually came to United. Was it? He was 18. 18, yeah, yeah so he'd have been 20 probably. Wow. Um... Now we'll move along to the just before the at the end of that season. Sorry, away at Chelsea, he broke his foot. Uh, well, he broke the famous metatarsal, which sort of any English player going into a World Cup breaks. Yeah. Um, on the eve of the 2006 World Cup, which they did rush him back, he did come back. England sort of did in England at the World Cup, but obviously ran into a certain Portuguese teammate at the World Cup. Oh, he did, didn't he? So much is made of it. The wink, the red card, penalty, the relationship between the two. Everyone's missing the point. It was a red card by Rick. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it was a red card. It was a red card. There was no complaints. What Ronaldo did... It's sportsmanship. It was a me. red card. Ronaldo yeah. Rooney deserved to be sent off. He was sent off. I don't even... I highly doubt there was a rift between the players. I think if you spoke to Rooney at the time, I'm sure he was pissed off. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm sure he'd moved on after the match. Uh, yeah, look, who knows? But Ronaldo, Rooney, there was a lot of links with um, Madrid at the time for Ronaldo as well, yeah. if you recall. So, um, yeah, it was interesting times. But I, I wish Rooney didn't rush himself back because if you look at how, I mean, we'll get towards the end of his career later. But if you just look at how his career ended, you just wonder if that, along with what later happened in a couple of years the, uh, rushing back against Bayern just wonder did Rooney end his career short yeah. but anyway we can get to well, it yeah, when you sort of draw a line with Ronaldo as well see similar ages and the way they're both just yeah certain, Ronaldo's still at know. the top of his game yeah it's great and um, yeah Rooney's got his wife involved in social media spats um, sign of the times but um, yeah, obviously they did come back one of my favourite I would say favourites but there was this big link between Rooney and Ronaldo. And there was that whole tension between them going into that 06-07 um, season. And just speaking of Fulham, the first game of the season was against Fulham. Yeah. I think we're 4-0 up or 5-0 up inside 20 minutes. And Rooney and Ronaldo, first game of the season at Old Trafford. Never seen football like it. That 20 minutes, Rooney and Ronaldo just got the ball and said, OK, we'll score now. And went and just ran rings around Fulham. Yeah. Like, so it, it quickly put to bed that any tension between the two. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, that, and that season, 
um, that was the first obviously United had gone three seasons without winning the title yeah and everyone thought okay United are a real crisis now the two star players hate each other and that was a the real first sign I would say of progression but of things coming together and um one of my, that was probably one of my favourite seasons, the 06 07 season. And one of my favourite kits, the old, not, not retro, but the, the big badge. Um, yeah. Michael Carrick shirt, everyone remembers Michael Carrick because that was his first season. But um, any Rooney Ronaldo moments from that season, 06 07? Um, not really a moment, it's just something that I've thought of at the top of my head. We'll stop trying to bring Ronaldo into this, it is Rooney's podcast. But yeah, it is. There but, is a bit of a link. Yeah. Ronaldo's a. Ronaldo's played a major part in Rooney's career, so I don't see why not. Um, so we've just we was talking about Rooney's greatest goal. How about thinking about well, who was Rooney's greatest partner? Because Rooney himself has said Saha, interestingly. Yeah. But when I think of Rooney, I thought Ronaldo and him just were they were brilliant together. They had so many breathtaking goals that one would set up for the other or vice yeah. versa, and they just linked up really well. They had a natural chemistry. On the yeah, pitch. just an understanding of. When you saw them on the team sheet, you wouldn't know where, who's playing where. You'd just know if Ronaldo was going through the Mooney, um, Rooney would drift out wide. If Rooney was through the middle, yeah. Ronaldo would drift out wide. When I think of Rooney and Ronaldo, I think of 07 08 for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, also, in partners, when you said who was his best partner, for me off the top of my head, obviously Ronaldo, but I think Tevez. Oh, yeah. And he's very similar. Maybe that, that's why sort of similar sort of, sort of players, sort of, sort of off that front man that can score goals. Aggressive, dirty, sort of same sort of stature. Um, but he had a gosh, I'd love to stud Tevez in the face. Uh, well, Tevez one is one we can do uh, for a future one. I think because I quite like Tevez. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I'm easy on him. I'm easy. He was my favourite player, or one of my favourite players at the time. Yeah, I'm just being I, a prick. I turned on him, but um, yeah. I think the more and more information comes out, the more it puts Fergie in a bad light. Tevez sort of in a bit of a better light. Yeah. So that's something we can get to. Now, a big moment from that season, which is a game, one of my favourite ever games, was a Wade Evans, which you mentioned before. Um, we're 2-0 down. Ronaldo was on the bench, actually, when we got back at 2-2. Um, Ferguson signalled to get Ronaldo ready. But Rooney was getting pelters from the crowd and um, ended up scoring the go-ahead goal to make it 3-2. Yeah. And goes and yeah, cups his kisses the United badge in front of the Everton fans. And, um, yeah, that was an all-time low for Rooney in terms of his relationship with Everton fans. Yeah. Because on... They could, they could understand him leaving, but then the way he sort of carried on behaved, and then especially that moment there, um, it's kind of weird how they did accept him back ten years later. Well, you know what? I think the fans put it on themselves. They, they, they started it with him. Every yeah. time he touched the ball, the, yeah. the audience ringed with booze. Um, they, were, they were hammering him from the from the kickoff. Was that then, the bit in the corner as well, where he pretty much started juggling the ball and doing step overs, yeah, telling the crowd to he, shut up. He had it. He, he was just like, "All right, if this is how it's going to be." Sort of, and so he did. And then he put the ball in the back of the net and he shoved it straight up their asses. That was one of my favourite games. I don't know why it was this Chris Eagle's goal and um, Phil Neville's own goal. Which uh, you know why I love that line. moment because if there's a criticism of Rooney from United fans, I personally don't agree with it, but I understand it. A lot of United fans will say to you he didn't endear himself to to the fans as much as he probably should have. Um, I love that moment because <laughs> he's done it out of spite. I don't think it, it was out of a love for United. It was oh, yeah. uh, out of spite for the for the Evertonians. So he was just like, all right, cool. I can't hear you now. <laughs> yeah. well, well, if he came really? back and scored against United, oh, yeah, it's, that'd be a similar thing. Because oh, yeah, United yeah. fans have been giving it to him. Um, 
Now that was obviously his first Premier League title. Now going on to I just said one of the, sort of probably the most famous season or the most memorable was the 07-08 Premier League and Champions League double. So yeah, it's Ronaldo and Rooney prime. Yeah. Um, Think of that front three: Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, and then you got Berbatov on the bench. Well, Berbatov came the year after, but yeah, oh, Berbatov yep. was added to that, um, which is crazy. You think how good we were yep. at Ferguson was still adding quality. Um, we don't have the one quality at the moment, but um, Renuti, that, that, that football was. You, you look back now; any team can potentially win the Champions League. Any team sort of can win a cup, but that season was just the best team in the world. Like, well, yeah. we, we deserved to win the Premier League, deserved to win. We went into that thinking, okay, we're going to win the Champions League this year. Yeah, I think for me it was after the Barcelona game. That's yeah. where you felt you got one hand on the trophy here. Because they were, realistically, they were our biggest biggest yeah. challengers, weren't they? They had a brilliant well, well, team. Well, Chelsea, we obviously played in the final. Oh, yeah, no, that, no that, doubt. That Chelsea prime, were class. Chelsea, because Mourinho only just got yeah. sacked the season before at the start of that year. So um, it, was, it was prime Chelsea. It was definitely prime Chelsea. But, like, you always just thought we'd have a bit much too full. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Again, my words muddled up. We, you always thought we'd have too much football for them. Yeah. Um, if I just look at the goal scorers we had, I mean, they had Lampard, um, Drogba at the time. And they had a wonderful midfield as well, didn't they? They, they had Essien, they had um, Defence, they had C- C- Cavalier was still there. Yeah, Cavalier was there. Yeah. Uh, you said Terry. So, no, they, they had a wonderful team. I just thought we had goals. Oof, mate, I'm sorry, I'm just getting caught up. Like, just thinking about that Champions League. When you, I know you really learn to appreciate it now, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was too long, too long ago. From Champions League finals to potential relegation. Yeah, no, st- stay tuned for the next episode where we discuss the um, six-pointer in a couple of weeks against Norwich. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think back of actual moments throughout that season. Obviously, Ronaldo did steal the show at 42 goals. Um, Arsenal um, away in the Champions League. If you think about Rooney Ronaldo, that goal for me. Yeah, no, again, you got your seasons mixed, so that was the uh, oh, following Christ. season. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll move on to that season, might as well, because I do have a memory. That, was, that following season yeah. was the first time I saw Rooney play live. It was the Champions League against Celtic. We won 3-0, Berbatov scored two, but Rooney scored one. Yeah. I, I've never seen a player dominate the game. Well, not so much dominate, but dictate a game as much as Rooney. He pretty much played up front. But, I think it was Wes Brown was playing at the back, Rooney used to leave where he's playing up front go and get the ball off Wes Brown and just say okay I'm dribbling through the team and he dictated the game from up front and um, Ronaldo was obviously playing at the time we had Berbatov, Tevez but Rooney when I saw him play live I was my focus then did shift from okay he's our best player he's the best player we have um, even with Ronaldo in the side. yeah I said okay Ronaldo's good very good obviously I'm sort of you read the game differently I was a bit younger than him now obviously but yeah, I just remember going, oh, Rooney's our best player. If he's if he's playing well, no one can touch him. Because that was prime Rooney. That was, wow. yeah, it was uh, 2008, 2009 sort of thing. Yeah. Which was the season later in that competition, that goal against Arsenal. Yeah. The Champions League semi-final. It's been a long day, Tom. You're going to have to have mercy on me, mate. But, um, yeah, for me, I, I love that goal. Just, I love how it just... I, I love counter-attacking football, yeah. personally. And, like, for me, that that is Manchester United. Yeah. Um, it was just great because it was at the time a, a lot of people believed Arsenal were almost favourites to get the result and then we just went there with a strategy because Wenger's ignorance was he just always played the same way and it was just the genius of Fergie um, and his staff to say nope this is how we're going to play and then it was just Rooney um, down the wing and then he just 
puts it in for an older. I, I love it. I was just watching two brilliant players who just understood each other. Well, it's almost what could have been for Rudy, I think, if it goes for, go through his honours, etc. Yeah. That is a season where if we didn't run into Barcelona, both times, both times, finals we lost against Barcelona, and Rudy would have an extra two Champions Leagues, which he would have been pivotal to because he was such a key player. Because yeah. um, the following season in 9-10 is when Ronaldo left. So and Rooney then sort of really had to step up. You know, the thing I remember about that season was the amount of headed goals. I think yeah. he'd be bringing in um, trip player Ronaldo. Valencia. It seemed every week Valencia would hit it, dink it to the back stick, and Rooney would find a header. Yeah. Um, for, you know what? When you. And I hate to compare it to today, obviously, but I just want to put things in perspective because people criticise Solskjaer for saying you let go of a goal scorer in Lukaku. For, and you're backing, you're asking Rashford and Martial to do records that they've never produced before. Um, what it, what happens? We let go of Ronaldo, our highest goal scorer, and we said to Wayne Rooney, "We need a season from you where you score more goals than you've ever scored before." And did he deliver? Yeah. Well, Thirty-four think, goals in nine ten. The thing I remember about that goal that in the League Cup was Antonio Valencia. Rooney was sort of hit a real sign of the times for the way Ferguson used to treat the League Cup. Um, where Wayne really started that final on the bench. Yep. Actually, going back, he's won another league couple, won against Tottenham the season before uh, in a penalty shootout where Rooney didn't play. So technically, he would have got that medal. But I digress. That Champions, uh, Champions League, the League Cup final against Villa, Rooney started on the bench, and Michael Owen got injured. Michael Owen started ahead of him, and Michael Owen, as usual, did his hamstring. So it quickly subbed Rooney on. Rooney came on, scored the winner. Um, could you imagine how we got to a final and we start resting our key men? Yeah, mate, we're gonna win. We're gonna win this year's league cup. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have Rashford and Martial on the bench. Um, you're gonna have. Oh, I'm pulling out. I'm struggling here now. Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna play Fred up front. Jesse Lingard is a false nine. Oh yeah, Lingard up front. I love that. <laughs> Lingard's gonna score his third goal of the season, and um, yeah, he's gonna be running wild. And we're gonna win the league cup, and we're gonna celebrate like it's the Champions League. Let's get the bus ready. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now, a lot of the positive stuff on the field we've obviously gone through. We'll go now a little bit of a negative or sort of some of the off-field dramas he had that 10-11 season where it was almost out of the blue, out of nowhere. Fer- yeah. Ferguson, at the start of a press conference, said Rooney wants to leave. I have my own theories about it, um, which I get into, but what were your general what memories of the time thinking? It was just out of the blue. I shattered. Yeah. yeah, I mean... When you hear a player wants to leave like that, and especially when you hear he's handed in a transfer request, transfer request is code for it's over, you know? Rarely do you see players come back from that. Um, so for me, the writing was on the wall, and also, because I, I was younger, right? So when, when, this was 2010. Yeah. Um, I would have been 16 at the time. So for me, it was like heartbreak, you know? First love. It, honestly, mate, Wayne Rooney is my favourite Manchester United player. And I think if he left, if he ended up leaving, I think it would have really put a strain on United. Leaving or leaving to City? Well, that's the other thing. Um, And if he left to City, he could have been the Carlos Tevez. And you know what? I think people would have painted him as Judas. He'd be the Judas of Manchester. Well, the way I say it, and if you want to, you can get a little tinfoil hat for me to put on, because I do like a conspiracy. Who knows? just my first and it was my first instinct at the time as well or after the initial emotion but when everything sort of unfolded it was me putting two and two together I think it was all 
put together by Ferguson and Rooney and David Gill. Now, I'll tell you why. I see you looking at me thinking, what is he talking about? But in terms of the Glazers, obviously, owned United at the time. There was a yeah. bit of, City had come in, City had this new, sort of new team. United hadn't invested. So Rooney was saying what the fans were saying. We're not investing. So we replaced Ronaldo with Gabriel Obertone and Valencia. So we were sort of lacking that investment. And if you go back, and maybe someone could prove me wrong, but from my memory of the press conference Ferguson did, he said Rooney isn't signing a new contract, so he's going to leave. He never said oh, he's ready to quit, he wants to go to Manchester City. He said he's not signing a new contract, so he'll be leaving. So he had to offer him a new contract, offer him a better contract negotiations 101. So I thought, I, my personal instinct was this was Gil, um, Ferguson, and Rooney, and obviously Paul Stratford, his agent, saying, the Glazers aren't spending money. We're going to lose our prize asset, Wayne Rooney, to the next door neighbours. This will sort of shift the Glazers into into mode, sort of mode, sell, um, start buying players. And um, the reason I come to that conclusion is because, well, was it a week later, he signs a new five-year contract. Those those just about. those contracts they take months to put together. So he doesn't go from wanting to leave and absolutely nothing can stop him. He's ready to sign for Manchester City. Then a week later have that whole new contract sorted, signed, done and dusted. Press conferences in football are... So I, I think, sorry to interrupt, but I think yeah. Ferguson has sort of put pressure on the Glazers there. Oh, no so doubt. He's, he wants to leave, he's gone. Um, what yeah. are we going to do? I mean, look, you, you could be right. Again, um, it is a I bit could, of conspiracy. Look, I could believe that. And what I was going to say is press conferences are never the truth. It's always the lines in between the, the truth. And... For me, for a contract to be signed that quickly, you didn't come to that agreement over the week. He must have known that there was a negotiation going on. It was probably just a uh, hello, Joel, and whoever, I don't know, Avram. Yeah, I think Mal- Malcolm was, was probably alive at the time. I think. Yeah, Malcolm was alive at the time. And it was probably just a way of Ferguson saying, guys, pull your finger out. We're about to lose our best player. So I think they got to the... Because this obviously after Tevez has gone there as well. Yeah. And like, look, you can say it's wrong for Rooney to flirt with City, but you know what? You need to put things in perspective. If you're a professional footballer and you're playing for Manchester United, you will tell your agent to do whatever you have to do, even if you want to stay at United. You'll tell your agent, you flirt with whoever you have to to get us the best deal we can, so we stay at this club. Uh, I would not... If if I would... Like, I'm a United fan, but I've only... Like, when you're a fan, you support the one club your whole life. When you're a fan, but <clears throat> when you're a professional athlete, you'll do what you need to do to get yourself the best deal you need. Well, there. Credit um, to Rooney. I don't have. Do you have an issue with what he did? Because I personally don't. Looking back at it at my age now, obviously, the emotion at the time you might feel a bit different. But looking back at it now, no, because yeah, you're an adult. You're thinking, yeah, they're going to pay me this much. I'm going to go. We've got bills to pay. Um, and obviously, the type of money is a little bit different to the money we're earning. But yeah, no, no complaints at all. Um, and that, it plays out every week now. You look, Pogba's almost the modern day Rooney there's always debate about his contract but that season when he did come back I think he might have been injured at the time um, but when he did come back it was a 50-50 sort of divide amongst the fans do they hate him do they love him he sort of, I remember he scored I think it was on his return he scored away at Rangers um, a penalty to win in the Champions League which sort of it was all forgiven he, he did go through a goal drought because um, I recall he started that season injured yeah, I, I think he might have been injured at the time of this negotiation. Yeah, Richard, yeah he was. that might have added fuel to the speculation. With, you know, I forget looking back; it's almost ten well, years ago. Contract negotiations and being injured just go hand in hand, don't they? Um, yeah. But it was later on that season he actually put that all to bed with the overhead kick against City. I think. Yeah, and say a bit of poetry um, to win the title against Manchester City that season, where he was so 
or potentially so close to joining them. Football um, poetry yeah, time. It's my stars. favourite term. Um, now, also that season, um, which kind of gets overlooked because of the City goal, he actually scored the winning, or not the winning, it actually it was an equaliser, the penalty to win the 19th title, the Wade Blackburn. He did. I remember that penalty. For some reason, there was, it must have been five or, five or six minutes waiting around for the penalty. I forget why the delay. But thinking there is so much pressure on this penalty um, in front of the away fans. It's just typical Rooney penalty, just yeah. put his head down and just smashed it in the top corner. And if you look at Rooney's penalty record, actually oh, wasn't spectacular it wasn't a great at penalty all. Taker. Um, but what he did do was he scored important penalties. Yeah, big ones. When it came to the crunch moments, Rooney did it. Yeah. I remember the five minutes after that, or the ten minutes after that, the point was good enough for Blackburn to stay up. I remember Phil Jones played for Blackburn at the time, but the point was obviously guaranteed United the title. Blackburn passed the ball around the back for 10 minutes Ferguson celebrating on the sideline it was the biggest I wouldn't say corruption or match fixing <laughs> but, um, I think it was a case of two teams just happy to yeah, but, uh, I think the do, League, do each other a favour I think the Premier League and FA wanted to launch an investigation into that last 10 minutes um, yeah God, that was a while ago um, so after that okay, we'll move on to Ferguson's last season then where another partner not Saha or are we going to talk about Rooney's hair transplant was that about that time was it so it was. A, it was a well, speaking of his chest hair, that's when he put 19 into his chest. Oh, Do was remember it? Remember that? He, no, he put don't. a photo on what was the social? It was probably Facebook or Twitter back then. Yeah. Um, he shaved 19 into his chest to rub <laughs> it for Liverpool fans. Brilliant. <laughs> well, we'll put the photo up so you can see. Yeah, we will. Um, so yeah, so this season. Sorry. So the following season, I just want to touch over it because that was when Rooney equaled. His goal tally, um, if not bettered, nine ten. Yeah. So well, yeah, yeah, this was the eight two against Arsenal season. Um, well, yeah, no, that was the season after the title win. Correct. Um, and before Ferguson's last. Yeah. Season. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was yeah. Almost people forget that it was probably his best season. It was in terms of goal scoring. It was outstanding. Um, really, I kind of want to go back a little bit. So I was talking about his injury in, in two thousand four, and we referred to two thousand six as well. Rooney playing through injuries, rushing back from injury. If we recall the season before against Bayern, he got injured. And I think we could have made the Champions League final, really. There was a good shot of us winning it, I'd say, in 9-10. Yeah. Rooney goes off injured, and our hopes of winning the Champions League go with him. That season, although he scored such a high number of goals, Ferguson still decided we need another goal scorer in Van Persie. And... I just I'm interested to see what an, another person thinks because for me Rooney at that at that time although he had such a high goal tally the way Rooney played football had changed he was no longer the player who could dribble through a side it was more about his positioning to put the ball in the back of the net he became more intelligent but his body no longer he no longer had that he already uh, how old is he at this point probably 26 27 yeah. he lost his burst of pace yeah already at this stage and they're already warning signs that he could potentially be on the decline now how do you say that about someone who scored 33 goals um, so it, it just I'm keen to see what you think did you see anything in that season um, prior so obviously the the now famous Aguero City winning the goal on the last day did you see anything from Rooney to suggest he's on the decline we need another goal scorer because to me hearing those Van Persie links 
I thought, okay, this is cool, but I, I thought, is it really necessary? Well, it wasn't cool for me, and this shows how wrong I was and why Ferguson was the best manager and why I'm nowhere near the job, yeah. is when Van Persie was linked, I was thinking, oh, God, to be honest, I'd rather Danny Welbeck to take that spot. Um, because for me, the issue wasn't really up front. Obviously, he had a fantastic season. We had Danny Welbeck coming through. The issue for me was in central midfield. 100%. Where we had Scholes coming back out of retirement. We're losing Pogba. Um, Cleverly and Anderson were sort of our starting midfielders. Um, so I thought Rudy was fine. He's the least of our problems. So that's not where my concern was. It was far deeper. And sort of, not Fernand Vidic, they were probably prime. Do you think that is an area you probably do have to look at? Fullback was an issue. Um, with Gary Neville leaving at the time, Raphael was in and out sort of thing. But yeah, Rooney, I'd never even contemplated he was on the end man. It's worth remembering he signed Kagawa that season as well. Yeah. He yeah. signed Van Persie and Kagawa. And that's where Rooney was sort of dropping into. Yeah. But we'll go on to just before the actual 12 13, just speaking on there, Rooney sort of. What position was Wayne Rooney? Was he a striker? If you look at his career, I think his best position was off the striker. Um, I don't think... Now, by all means, he could play up front, but I just thought he played his best football when he had someone to bounce off. So people would say he was very selfless in his career, and he was. But I think that's why, even in those years where he would go wide to compensate for Ronaldo going through the middle, Rooney Rooney played his best football when he had someone to bounce off in saying he had the ability to rotate with someone. I think when Rooney was the man up front by himself, I just I felt like he had the tendency to float out of the game. And Rooney's someone who needs to be on the ball for me. He just... And you saw, every time he'd come back from injury, did you notice he'd take a few games to get going? It's because he's someone who just needs to be involved. He needs well, to take I think it's a lot of touches. The case where, and I don't disagree with any of the you know, talk there in regards to his positioning sense, or his positional play, but something that I think counts so much against him you think how much he did accommodate others he, he accommodated Ronaldo himself and players like Van Nistroy took the main role Saha played a central role Berbatov played a central role Rooney accommodated so many of those players played in central midfield played on the left sometimes played anchor so played a six sort of thing and he's still our top scorer you think what could have been if he was our number one striker and his career might have turned out differently if he was the main man up front like he, might, he might have gone on to do fantastic things he might have flopped but what could have been if he was there in a position to be able to score 30 a season how many goals do you have 259 258 uh, 253 253 he would have scored over 300 goals oh yeah if he was out if he didn't accommodate for those players yeah. like Ronaldo and that's the thing I've heard people say Rooney only got to that tally because of his tenure at United well yeah but you could also say he spent a lot of time on the wing spent especially in his last season spent a lot of time injured as well yeah he did he spent a lot of time in midfield if he was more selfish and that's another criticism and he of the missed probably fifteen penalties as well, <laughs> no doubt. But if he if he was more selfish, then he no doubt could have blown that record beyond unreachable limits. But it's a it's a credit to the man himself for those who say he was selfish and said he only had self interest when he flirted to leave. Another player and their ego would not have accepted that, but Wayne Rooney did. Can you imagine telling Van Nistelrooy? You're not going to play up front, yeah. or you're going to take a step on the bench, or it wouldn't happen. Well, it was Berbatov. He didn't make the bench in the Champions League final, so okay, that, that's me done. And, yeah. yeah, it was gone. And potentially right, different scenario, but rightly so. I said, okay, if I'm not playing, I'm off. Yeah. Um, now on, yeah, on to Fergie's last season. Is when the relationship between Ferguson and Rudy, I wouldn't say, yeah, deteriorated. It wouldn't come to it. Didn't come to an end because Ferguson obviously did leave. So I think if Ferguson did stay, Rudy was off. Oh no doubt. Yeah. Um, 
what was your, your thinking when on that time where uh, Ferguson left David Moyes came in so Rooney was falling out with one manager and in was incoming a manager who we'd previously fallen out with but one who sued him yeah. nonetheless <laughs> so um, yeah. and he was so hotly linked with Chelsea I remember that was the season they came to Sydney for the pre-season Rooney was the one player who didn't, didn't come because he was yeah. injured quote was, unquote it was well, pretty much nailed on who's going to Chelsea Mourinho had just gone to Chelsea which we almost forgot about we'll come into Mourinho's in a little bit but um, did you think you, me personally I thought he was Chelsea bound I thought it was nailed oh, on oh certainly it was gone um, I think he United because we're still riding the wave Van Istro Van Istro um, Van Persie was the main man so and Kigal yeah. so it was okay if we're losing Rooney it was almost uh, maybe the right thing at the right time it was telling that he played against Chelsea on the opening day yeah. um, we drew that game didn't we Chelsea no, yeah. we, no 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 we beat um, Swansea on the opening day no sorry day. we beat Swansea ben, then ben, our did, first home game yeah he did play against Chelsea yeah um, yeah he, he came back from injury and the, the performance he put in suggested he was going to stay. Um, it, it was typical Wayne Rooney, really. No, it's, I, I wanted to ask you a question, but we might leave it towards the end of the podcast. But um, I think Moyes got desperate, you yeah. know. His new manager in... Especially the way his transfer window panned out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was a desperate. <laughs> Desperation to keep him. Obviously, you want to keep good players like Wayne Rooney. But maybe he did want to get rid of him but then realising that your only real incoming player was Fellaini. I don't think so. I mean, if you think back to the press conferences Moyes had, he had nothing but praise for Rooney, oh, didn't try, he? i try and figure out what Moyes used to say. Yeah. Just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was very he was very um, endorsing of, um, of Rooney, and for me it was the right call to keep him. Um, it, obviously, we'll discuss the end of his career as we get there. Well, but... I, I think we, we talk about how bad things are now. And everyone looks back. Oh, was it? Is this worse than Mourinho? Is this worse than Van Hal? One thing this isn't worse than is David Moyes. That just had a bad feeling from the start. It and, did, and didn't it? That, I think we sort of think, okay, this feels bad now under Solskjaer. For me, it wasn't as bad as under David Moyes. Yeah. Okay, maybe the league position suggests David Moyes was better, but um, we'll visit that in May. But I think that season, as bad as we were, Wayne Rooney was brilliant. God, we we could have been in a relegation yeah. battle. If it wasn't for Rooney. De Gea got players, uh, got player of the season, didn't he? He, his, he won his yeah. inaugural. For me, it should have been Rooney that season. Yeah, I thought, favorite. thought Rooney was outstanding. Um, you, you know what stands out to me for some reason? Do you remember Rooney wearing that ridiculous headband? Um, yeah, he had a yeah, bad big, big gash. Cut. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> who did he score against with it? I'm trying to remember. He scored a few goals. Huh? Did he start the season with it, mate? No, he definitely didn't start the season with it. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we won't dwell on it. It was like what the wrestlers wear, um, actual freestyle wrestlers in America. Yeah, right. It was a weird one. Yeah, I don't see you getting away with that in WWE. Um, um, but Rooney scored 17 goals that season, and, and, and that was a season where we really struggled to create a lot. And he played a lot up front as well, didn't he? Yeah. That season, yeah. He was, he was the main man for a lot, because Van Persie was injured a lot. Um, yeah, Van Persie, yeah. He had that, that season. one season. Um, uh, not Van Persie, was another Dutchman. Obviously, David Moyes did leave, but then Louis Van Hal came in. Again, Van Hal was one of these ones you thought, okay, he's going to come in swinging the axe. Is Rooney going to survive? Is he not going to survive? But I think it was almost first day through the door when Rooney got the captaincy. Now, my issue with the captain, not issue with the captaincy, my question, do you think the captaincy was a bad thing for Rooney? Do you think it, because in my opinion, it took away from his game. I think given, I thought I could see overnight a shift in his attitude or a shift in his behaviour on the pitch which I think affected his performance. It's hard to say because Rooney was 
on a steady decline at this point. So I don't know if it was the captaincy or was Rooney just not being able to play at the intensity after years and years and years of playing at such a high level. Um, he, he didn't have a great season um, in, in Van Gaal's first year. He played a lot of midfield. Van Gaal treated him as a midfielder. He really did, yeah. Because um, he totally had Falcao, or not that he played too yeah. often or played well when he's there. But he definitely Van Persie was definitely his preference up front. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he had Falcao coming in and out when he could have... Um, it was a strange run. The captaincy, you could also argue who else was there really to take it. Um, at the time, Evra, Ferdinand, Vidic all went out the door. Yeah. You had, in terms of experienced players, you only had, Carrick, you had Carrick and Rooney. Yeah. Um, I think Rooney purely for longevity. Maybe Van Gaal thought, and Van Gaal's since said he knew Rooney was over the hill when he joined. Maybe he thought if I give him the captaincy, it might be a light under, a yeah, light under him. Get something out of it. Um, hard to say it was the wrong or right call because we obviously weren't successful after that but I don't really have an issue with it I thought Rooney earned it and I think he wanted it players know as well you know as a player you would know if it will take away from your game you should be brave enough to say it's not for me I just think there was times where you just think what we sort of praised before in his early early days at United was that aggression and anger and maybe it was just a natural sign of maturity that I could almost draw a line in the sand from when he put the captain's armband on. I just didn't see that. I don't want to sort of glorify sort of abusing referees, but never saw him in the face of referees yelling and flying into tackles as he used to. I just thought... Let me flip it another way for you. Who You know who else was a United captain and a huge hothead? Roy Keane. Yeah. yeah. But Roy Keane's game... It didn't take away from his game, though, did it? Yeah, but I think I feel this did with Rooney. Um... But speaking of, well, fighting and boxing, which we touched on earlier, probably under Van Hal's, probably the highlight of the season, that season under Van Hal, was um, the celebration against Tottenham. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, could you imagine the manager, like, I remember, I don't remember exactly what was said, but Rooney has come out and t- talked about uh, his meeting with Van Hal when that was leaked into the press. Could you imagine going into... Carrington into Van Hal's office and saying, okay, you've seen the video, what's going to happen? Hey, Gaffer, um, um, you, just to let you know, there's a video going viral of me getting knocked out on a kitchen floor. <laughs> I, don't, I can't envision how that conversation goes down. Um, I reckon Van Gaal probably just would have laughed. Yeah, I think that was the gist of the yeah. story. Van Hal sort of did see the funny side of it and sort of there was yeah. no punishment or anything. But um, that celebration was an iconic one, though, because it was a couple, a couple of two or three days later, yeah. and one of our rare wins was a big win against Tottenham. Um, now under Van Hal, Mourinho, oh, Mourinho uh, Rooney, he scored from midfield, didn't he? For well, midfield, was it that game against Tottenham? Oh, I don't know where he was playing. Um, yeah, it was a very good goal, one on one goal, sort of went through through the three players. But one of the highlights, um, well, not highlights of Van Hal's era, but Van Hal's last um, season. Last season was Rooney and Carrick completing the set. They both won the FA Cup, yeah. and that FA Cup was slipping away. Slipping away. Palace scored that late goal. Like, well, this is written in the stuff. And I was getting the sack tomorrow. We're going to lose this FA Cup final to Palace. Things just get worse. But there was a moment where Rooney just picked up the ball, just said stop it, dribbled past four or five players, which was the last. He never did that under Van Hal. No, he didn't. He's sort of very dictated play. He just said stop it. I'm going through these players. Got in across, and we end up getting the equaliser. But we're so happy for both Rooney and Carrick because obviously Future's up in the air. Both been able to get that FA Cup because they hadn't won the FA Cup before. Um, and that was obviously Rooney as captain who realised with Carrick at the time that was Carrick's set as well. 
lifted the FA Cup with uh, Carrick, which I thought was a good touch. And as you yeah. point out, it's sort of the opposite to the selfish um, persona that he had, where he did share that limelight with Carrick. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, Rooney was very selfless, wasn't he? Um, and you know what, particularly in his final years at United, I think, now for the criticism of his individual performance as a captain, you could argue that he was a wonderful example for the likes of Rashford and Jesse Lingard, who scored the winner in that game. With while well, we were down to twelve men, mind you, because twelve men. How many games? How many? How many players do you start with? Well, sorry, down at <laughs> ten men. I'm thinking of. I'm in rugby, rugby league, league city, guys. Sorry, um, with ten men, because um, Mike Smalling became Chris Smalling for a moment and got his second red card and. Um, yeah, so for, for Rooney's own individual performances suffering, I think he really guided the young players through. Uh, Rashford had just come into the side, and he, it was seemed like a real example for him and the likes of Lingard. Yeah, well, as much as I said I think it took away from his game, I think he did a good job as captain, I think, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it was a benefit to the team as him being his captain. It benefited the team, but it hurt himself. Yeah, individually yeah. It, it did take I away. And I think after that was when Mourinho came in, who Mourinho did previously want him at Chelsea. Well, you assume maybe it might have been Abramovich, not quite quite sure. But if there was any questions about a decline under Moyes and Van Hal, he was definitely on the decline under Mourinho. That was a, pain, yeah. a, a painful season for me, watching Rooney. I think it was against Watford. You're talking the cross? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one to, you know, how people say, I threw something at the TV. I'm not one for any of that. I was close to throwing something at the TV when he yeah. put that cross over the goal. Yeah, I think, for me, I recall the game clearly. The team sheet came out in a 4-2-3-1, but he was clearly playing Rooney in a 4-3-3. It was Pogba, Carrick and Rooney, if my memory recalls correctly. And he just had an absolute shocker. I think it was Mourinho's way of saying... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try playing him in midfield to see if he'll work in my team. Because I think Mourinho coming in thought, oh, okay, I've got Zlatan, Rooney, um, Rashford. I'll be able to score goals and fight for the title with these guys. And then he got in, and very quickly, it's like Mourinho realized, man, Rooney's finished. And then he just slowly froze him out, didn't he? Uh, but after that Watford game, you knew it. You're like, I remember at the time, I was like. He's done. He well, has the time, to. There was a time he just wouldn't be dropped. He was playing every... And there was uh, yeah. rumours which you know, sort of play, plays on your emotion. You sort of overreact and say, oh, it must be in his contract that he has to play. It was every week. But then there did come a time when Mourinho said, no, you're out. And once he did start putting him on the bench, it wasn't... Can we give a credit to Mourinho here? Because how think how hard it would be to manage a player who's played at the top for so long, guaranteed a starting spot for his tenure at United, really, for the majority of his tenure at least. It's a very fine line to manage the club captain, not upset him to a point where that person has a huge influence on the dressing room, but kept him cool enough to be like, I'm going to bring you in and out. He managed him perfectly, always praised him in the press. And you know Mourinho, he can say anything he wants in a press conference. He's not shy. But he always praised Rooney, always said there's always space for him in this squad, but he emphasised the squad, squad, squad. It was never... There's a place for him in my starting team. It was very I, I think that a lot of that respect, and, and who knows it's his personal opinion, but a lot of that respect came from he was around when it was sort of prime Mourinho. He was around in and around Chelsea and Man United when it was prime Rooney. And today he sort of first-hand saw what an impact, what a yeah. player he was. And, and had he had to go through a similar thing with Terry at Chelsea, Lampard at Chelsea. Oh, no, no, sorry, not so much Lampard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so for me, credit to Mourinho there. Because I think you manage that any differently. could have a massive detriment to the team. 
Now, as bad as it went under Mourinho for Rooney, he did leave. Now, he didn't captain the team on the day, but he did come off the bench in injury time to lift the Europa League. Probably a fitting way from Dandies, you know, or you'd prefer it to be a Champions League or a Premier League. Yeah, no doubt. But the situation we're in, it was a good way for him but to But he wrapped finish. up the set, yeah. didn't he? Well, well, a set that shouldn't be possible. You shouldn't be in a position to win the Europa League. No. But when it was on offer, it was a you good thing for You take the positives out of it. And um, it, it was a nice way, I think, from a sentiment point of view for Rooney and for the fans. But I, I think also, well, yes, 100%. And I think Rooney did appreciate it coming off the bench in terms of playing a part. But I think also that... You could look at it from the other side. Rudy saw that as not embarrassing, but I can't be doing this. This is sentiment. He's put me on. Just he hasn't put me on to help the team or for any tactical yeah. decision. He's put me on just because of who I am. Okay, and so it, so it is a time to leave now. Yeah, and if you recall, Zlatan was injured, um, and he preferred Rashford up front. And Rashford played to up Rooney. front. Fellaini played. Matter played. Yeah, yeah, so I think for Rooney it was a case. Jesse Lingard came off the bench. Yeah. And you know what? Credit to him because I think the competitor in Rooney, you knew he just wouldn't be happy to sit on a bench. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing it to this day. He just he wants to play. He's like, well, ever I'm playing, I want to be on the pitch. And respect to him, that's what made him the footballer he was. Well, that and pretty he's... much that. Um, been talking for over an hour now, so we'll move on to quickly his post United career, which is um, still going. Just um, we'll obviously touch on now, but as I say, there was a lot of emotion. I would say hatred, but a lot of sort of frustration towards Rooney. But the way he went to Everton, I think a lot of fans understood and sort of accepted it. Sort of, he always, he sort of. Or sort he was of, an Everton fan. Yeah, but he, he mended yeah. the bridges with the Everton fans. There wasn't that hatred towards him. He sort of said one or two things publicly, and um, yeah, I didn't have any. It wasn't like he went to City in 2010. No. It was okay. It's, he's done at United. Go to a lesser club. Go back to Everton. Um, yeah. So, I'm just trying to think back at Everton. He scored that goal from halfway. Remember that? It was one of the cleanest strikes you've ever seen. Yeah, he I did. forget who was it against. Yeah, he didn't play very well at Everton, though, did he? Yeah, he only lasted the season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Because um... there was a bit of a thought, well, maybe if he goes back, he can rediscover some type of form, but it was... No, he's done. It just didn't work. They tried playing him up front. Uh, they tried playing him behind the striker. That's where he played for the majority of the season. I tried to follow him because, yeah. mate, love Rooney. Like, he just he didn't work out and it was just clear like he just the pace of the Premier League had just passed him by he has gone to America though obviously in the MLS and from what I don't watch the MLS at all but from what I've seen when you throw on Twitter or YouTube it's always him doing something well yeah. um, that goal where it was the last minute he's gone back and done that slide tackle um, dribbled the ball pass by hit yeah. a cross field cross to win the game yeah. well, I mean that that's the pace that he can dominate at Towards the end of his season, Rooney lacked the ability to dominate games, but what he did have was moments. You never lose the moments when you're talented. Free kick to break the record against uh, Stoke, case in point. Um, and, and, you know, the dribble in the FA Cup final. Like, Rooney doesn't do that anymore, but he had the moments in him. Um, I mean, it, it's great to see him going over there, and now he's going to be back in England, isn't he? Yeah, weird one. Derby County. Now, what, what, we're just talking off air before. Um, what are what is the chances of an FA Cup draw, um, third round FA Cup, Leicester v Derby, <laughs> Jamie Vardy v Man, I'm telling you, I put money on it. <laughs> they should do it. They should try and sort of influence the British pressure. Surely they could sort of the theme heat, of this... some of the balls or put some of the balls in the fridge to. I mean, we've seen it a couple of times, haven't we? We saw Torres left Liverpool, and his first game was against um, against Liverpool when he joined Chelsea. Um, when else? I'm certain it's happened more. 
anyway. Oh yeah, no, it'll be written in the stars. Well, who knows? He could get um, United because he's actually going to be a player coach, is he? Or when he goes to Derby, or is it just a coaching? No, role? he's a player coach. Yeah, so yeah. God, he could be facing um, United. He well, could be manager of United well, at this point. Well, good God. Well, what does the future hold? Do you think does he go into management or coaching? Oh, no doubt. He's, he's on record for saying that that's what he wants but to do. do. You think, do you think he'd make a good manager? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he'd be very intense. I'm not sure, yeah. You know what's interesting he'd about like Rooney? A Roy Keane type manager. Be, no, I don't. Right? Roy Keane's a psychopath, mate. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love Roy Keane, but he's not, yeah. he's not all there. Um, Rooney, I think Rooney's a deep thinker about the game. If you... From what you hear people talk about Fergie, he was never a, a tactical genius. It wasn't it wasn't his strength. But what he did do is he brought in people who knew how to introduce that into the team. And Rooney actually said he actually loved Van Gaal's style of coaching. Now it doesn't mean he preferred him over Fergie, but it just shows like Rooney appreciated the technical nous involved in football. So no, I think Rooney will do great in management. And you, seriously, that now that would be a fairy tale. Imagine your greatest goal scorer comes back and can manage United no, I don't, well, I don't, we had Ryan Giggs for happening. four games um, <clears throat> but yeah Wayne Rooney um, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be putting money on Rooney taking over neither would I <laughs> unless the interim um, job when Solskjaer gets maybe the in the championship when we get relegated <laughs> um, well he might earn promotion with Derby United come down we'll cross that hurdle though um, so I think just about wraps up his playing career um, we sort of touched on his best or best goal but if you had to sing Sort of off the top of your head, your sort of overriding memory of Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. For me, it's got to be the overhead kick against City. Just the photo. It's definitely the most memorable. Um, I'll also highlight, yeah, yeah that for me. Uh, but just a slow behind, slightly behind second, um, the free kick against Stoke to break the record. Yeah, yeah I love that. Uh, I love it because he broke the record. He didn't celebrate. He just ran in there, picked up the ball. I, I love how selfless he was. When we sit there, just sitting here discussing it, you realise what a team player Rooney actually does. Yeah, well, yeah almost. Yeah, Is he United's greatest ever player? Well, that, that's the thing. The stats, when, when you look at... You, that's all you can go back. Go back to look at the actual stats and see what someone achieved. He won it all. Scored more goals than anyone. He has to be in the discussion. For me, no. But you cannot argue. If someone, if you say he is, I can't argue with it because um, the stats are there. And obviously, football isn't based on stats. But when you're talking that type of number, you can't argue with it. Um, it'd be close to it. Um, obviously, a legend for you. Some people, which is crazy, don't consider him a legend. Um, That's nonsense. Yeah, for, for me, obviously, he He's is. A but um, it does yeah. split opinion. Um, Imagine being the greatest goal scorer at a club like Manchester United and not being called a legend. Yeah, no, he 100% is, but it is one that did split opinion. So if Rooney was one of your favourite players or did divide opinion for yourself, hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was a good chat. Hour flew back really quick. Um, We will do this maybe every international break or every couple of weeks just to try and shift the focus from the shambles on the pitch. Um, If anyone has a player you'd want to do or play or a manager a manager who do you think Sir Alex Sir Alex David David Moyes. Could do Sir Alex. we could do David Moyes it'd be about a five minute podcast, five, five podcast. Um, yeah so if anyone has any suggestions me personally I'm putting my um, suggestion in the box is Roy Keane I'd love to do one on Roy Keane but if anyone has any suggestions or wants to themselves come on and have a chat about their favourite player etc um, feel free to get in touch but hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and hopefully wasted some of the time over the international break for you we'll um, be here next week discussing Colleen versus what's uh, right, uh, versus Rebecca Vardy, Rebecca in, Vardy in the UFC cage 
you USA or bo- I prefer USA where if you go to the ground. Yeah, uh, yeah. Boxing would be. I want to say some. Oh yeah, I want to say a ground and pound. Yeah. Ground okay. and slap. Okay, I think that is what we should um, wrap it up on. So again, thank you for listening, and see you next week. Cheers.